This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How will AI shape advertising? That's one of the things that we're going to talk about today in our show. Welcome to Everyday AI. My name is Jordan Wilson, the host of this daily live stream podcast and newsletter. And I have a special guest with me today, Rasha Shaker. Rasha, say what's up. How you doing? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> it's so nice I gave, to... I gave you the line there. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's all right. I'm a... <laughs> but thank you so much for having me on the show, Jordan. It's a pleasure being here. Awesome. Great. Well, hey, before we uh, jump into Rasha's background, we're going to give you we're, we're going to run down some of the most important things in uh, in artificial intelligence news right now. So one thing, just as a reminder to everyone, whether you're uh, tuning in on the live stream or listening on the podcast uh, every single day, we try to update you with what is important and going on in AI news, not just for people in marketing and advertising like myself and Rasha, but everyday people and how you can use AI to help make your job, career, and everything better. So let's quickly take a look at what's going on. So uh, one thing, RNC using deep fakes. So this uh, uh, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, just released an ad uh, showing, uh, imagining what Joe Biden's second term would look like. You know, s- normal stuff, except they use all AI-generated images first. That's a first for any uh, national campaign. So we'll see what happens there. There's still r- no real movement in terms of legislation in Congress. But I think the more uh, commercials that you see like that, the more it's actually going to push Congress to do something about uh, AI legislation. Uh, our second piece, uh, China lacking behind the U.S. in chat. As we've talked about on the show before, it's really U.S. and China uh, really pushing the rest of the world uh, on AI development, all the different tools. So uh, China has two different major versions of chat, uh, similarly how the U.S. has ChatGPT, which we talk about every day on the show. So China's two different versions from uh, Beidou and Alibaba, uh, they've, they've really been lacking behind. Uh, they have long uh, long wait lists, limited access, and restricted trials to business partners. So although Beijing is ahead in regulation, they are a little bit behind right now in terms of actual users getting access to this technology. It's something maybe in the US, at least we don't really uh, realize or take advantage of that so much of the world doesn't have uh, the level of access that we do with with some of our tools and technology because of regulation. Uh, a lot of countries have have banned it or you know cut back usage. Uh, our, our, our third story for today, and there will be more in the daily newsletter, so make sure you go to youreverydayai.com and subscribe. But our third uh, topic to discuss is the Forbes study. Uh, a new Forbes study is talking about how AI will add to the economy. So they're looking at just a growing demand for AI professionals, which we've talked about uh, multiple times, but they specifically looked at India's economy and how AI is going to add to the GDP, not replace, at least this study says in the next 10 years, AI is going to add an additional 500 billion, that is half a trillion, (laughs) to uh, India's GDP. Uh, So would love to hear what you guys think, whether you're uh, 
you know, listening, uh, watching now live, drop us a comment uh, for myself and Rasha as we transition uh, from the news uh, to an interview. So uh, Rasha, thanks. Thanks for your patience. So uh, I'd, I'd love to now give you the opportunity uh, to uh, say a little bit about yourself. Um, tell us where you work, what you do. Give us the, the, the 60 second shot. Yeah. So uh, I was born and raised just 20, 30 minutes outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania, which a lot of people know is like where the office takes place. And I tell people all the time that that show's not a sitcom. That's a documentary because the people are really like that up there. <laughs> love it. But love it. Uh, I moved down to Nashville, Tennessee in 2015. I graduated from Wilkes University. And that's really where I got my foundation in my career in uh in marketing. So I graduated with like a, a comp studies degree in broadcast and publicity. And uh, throughout the span of my career, I've done uh, a lot of media buying. That's really where my expertise is in advertising and then uh, some social media uh, campaigns. And uh, a lot of my foundation in my career was actually built in like the music and entertainment industries. So um you know, there's a lot that I've learned from that. And then uh, after the uh, pandemic, I was furloughed. And so then it was time to pivot a little bit. So then I uh, eventually found myself here at Bohan, which I've been here for uh, almost a year. And uh, we're like one of the most, if not the most creative agencies here in the Southeast. Um, we do great work. And um, I know that we've been chatting a lot internally about AI and what that looks like in the future of our agency and really as the industry in a whole. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank, thank, thank you for that breakdown. So even before we jump into the, the AI space a little bit uh, for, I think people like, like you and myself, Rasha, we understand, you know, the marketing advertising agency uh, space really well. Uh, but for everyone else, just kind of explain, you know, what's, what's the day-to-day -day look like for a senior, dig uh, senior digital media specialist uh, at, at Bohan? What are you doing on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah. So really my, my bread and butter is is media buying and putting together uh, marketing campaigns for uh, our clients. So my day-to-day -day is usually checking in on my campaigns, seeing how they're going, making recommendations to the client as far as where they should be investing their budgets in as far as different channels. Um, and then a lot of it is, is doing research. So, uh, you know, I've taken my position as you know, the digital media specialist at, at Bohan quite seriously as far as doing my due diligence of staying ahead of, you know, trends that are coming up and and bringing those ideas to my team and to the clients. And so far, so good. Um, you know, seen a lot of good results with it. So I must be doing something right. <laughs> I love it. Speaking, speaking of trends, let's talk about that a little bit. And if we can, for a second, let's hold off on talking about the trend of AI, because that's more of a, I'd say mm -hmm. more of a tsunami, but just maybe talk about in, in your industry, um, what normal, um, not trend spotting, but how, how fast would you say things normally pre artificial intelligence, how fast did you say things moved in the, uh, you, you know, marketing and advertising space? I'd say pretty quickly, like one of the biggest questions that come up uh, all the time that I hear from folks in the industry is like, am I going to lose my job? Because just how fast the machine learning is catching up and 
how close it can get to like, for example, writing a copy or post for a blog, how close it can get to like a brand's voice. Um, you know, of course, sometimes it hits the mark, but uh, we've, you know, at Bohan, we've asked that question to ourselves, like where, where do we fit in, in this evolving world of uh, AI? And something that we've concluded was that, you know, even though we have this technology and it's rapidly evolving, like in a blink of an eye, there still needs to be human input for it to work. So as long as, you know, we are putting in the input and, and it really comes down to training ourselves. And it's just like any other, any other innovation that came across in the advertising industry. Like even when uh, the dawn of the internet, when people were still questioning, you know, whether or not to buy banner ads. And I remember as a kid, you know, a nineties kid, a lot of times those banner ads early on in the internet were a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we've evolved into digital marketing being a strong arm in our tactics for campaigns that we present to clients. And so I think we're beginning to get to that next strong arm of this technology coming in. You're obviously going to have that level of skepticism, but at the end of the day, it is our jobs as professionals to educate and train ourselves on these tools, not so that we have to worry about losing our jobs, but that we're more so, uh, I find, I think it reinforces our place in our professions and our jobs because, you know, it, it, it's going to be a time saver. Cause I know, you know, sitting here, it, it takes a great deal of time to just come up with, like to launch a campaign from beginning to launch. Like it's a months long process and it requires a lot of planning. And so I think, um, as a tool, it's going to help save a lot more time so that you can focus on, you know, the, the, the more grander scheme of things when it comes to running your business or, or working relations with your, with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. I think you bring up great points there, uh, Rasha. I think, I think one thing, you know, people, people in our industry um, sometimes are exposed to these, these tools and technologies before others. Um, You you know, I, I remember, you know, people reaching out to me when, you know, chat GPT uh, was released. I don't know what it's been like five months ago. And they're like, can you believe this? And I'm like, well, we've been using this technology for two years. So yes, I can't believe it. Um, But I mean, what kind of conversations, whether it's, you know, you or, or Bohan uh, interfacing with clients or even you personally, um, have you seen a lot of people maybe turn to you to be like, hey, you're in this space, help me, you know, help me figure it out. Or, you know, what have you been telling, you know, whether it's people, friends, family, clients, just about the, this, the, you know, this tsunami of technology in general? You know, it, I've been getting it a lot. And in fact, uh, when I met with a friend for lunch yesterday, uh, that same question came up. It's like, well, you're the expert here. Tell me where you see AI kind of fitting into your day-to-day work or day-to-day life, whatever. And so uh, I feel like it's just, I think it's that question is going to come up a lot more. Um, And as far as, how I'm answering it, you know, 
it's it, constantly being educated on it. But then there's also still, I think, that level of uncertainty because we're starting to get into like some uh, deeper waters of technology and like, you know, you know, internet space as we begin to evolve to Web3. Um, so, you know, I have that conversation and like when we hit those really deep hitting questions about, you know, where I foresee AI going or where I see myself in the equation as far as my career when it comes to AI, I openly and honestly say I'm not quite sure. And, you know, that's something that is totally valid. And I think we need to, as professionals, as people, acknowledge that, you know, sometimes we just don't know. You just have to kind of go out there and and just ride the wave and see what happens. Because a lot of times uh, we allow the fear and the paranoia to kind of lead us. I think that's what's going on right now in, in, you know, my industry is like the fear and the paranoia. And I think it's mainly from people who are maybe a little more old school or maybe on the verge of retirement, or they just don't quite grasp Mm -hmm. the evolving world of, of digital. And that's where people like us that are open and cool with being like, yeah, I don't know being the ones that go in and be like, all right, I don't know, but let's figure it out. And then going in and then we teach those people who are scared or unsure of what AI is going to do for them and show them that these are the great things that we could do with it. So that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. I love it. And, and real quick here, Rasha, cause apparently we're like, I'm super long-winded. I keep going on here, but uh, just with a couple minutes left in the show here, could you, could you tell uh, maybe through your personal experience, uh, you, you know, per, uh, professional and personal, both how you're using AI, but also recommending how the everyday person, you, you know, might uh, use this technology as well? Yeah. So professionally, um, as a media buyer, I've been trying to do some digging as far as like what it could do for me. It doesn't appear that there's any technologies or any tools specifically for media buying that I would find advantageous, but I do see it at my agency with, you know, chat GPT or, um, even for my friends who freelance or, you know, work in, music and entertainment, they use it for uh, creating like album covers or coming up with like content for social. And then personally, uh, I've been experimenting with Google Bard because I was able to get on like the waiting list. And uh, I've used it to come up with, uh, like, for example, uh, meal plan ideas. Uh, So, you know, I'm really into eating better and, you know, been doing the keto thing. And Uh, You know, I'll I'll ask it, you know, give me two weeks worth of meal ideas on a keto diet, this many macronutrients go, and then it'll give me a good breakdown. And it really helps because then, you know, I think for everyday people, like, let's say you need to go grocery shopping and you're like, man, I'm tired of the same thing. I'm getting like cheeseburgers and tacos at the grocery store. Give me some ideas about what I could do to eat healthier or, you know, give me ideas for like a vegan diet. And then I started using the Snapchat AI thing. And maybe it's because I'm a younger millennial, but my first instinct was to try and troll it. 
(laughs) (laughs) I think, I think you're right along with everyone there. Yeah. So I tried asking it, Oh, what's your favorite South park episode? Because everything I kept asking, it was like, Oh, I'm not comfortable answering that question. And it was like, well, I'm just a robot. I don't have a favorite episode. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think we could move forward if I can't talk to you about South Park. I mean, what's the point of you being here if I can't socialize with you? You're just asking me questions like you don't know how to answer mine. So we'll yeah. see as the technology evolves. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Rasha, for joining us. And I think you bring up great points, right? Uh, you, you know, there is still... I think improvements to be made. There's still advancements happening on a daily basis. It's it's crazy to watch. Uh, thank you again for joining us. You didn't mention ChatGPT. Just as a reminder, uh, if if you're listening out there, fantastic tool. Get the premium version. Get it through us. We're actually giving away uh, two premium year-long memberships. There's obviously a free version of ChatGPT and a much more powerful and faster premium version that you pay for monthly. Sign up uh, to our newsletter at youreverydayai.com and we'll give you the details on how you can enter for that. Uh, Rasha, thank you again for joining us and please continue to tune in every day to Everyday AI. Thank you so much. That's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.